This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Coach Felicia. You guys, we made it to the end of the year um, and I am so excited. I'm excited about all that we've done this year and what is to come. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that that was my last live episode, um, full episode. Um, but if you've been on this journey for the last couple of years, you know that at the end of the year, I really take these last two months to spend time with my family. Um, November is my birthday month. Hey, Scorpios. Um, and then it is Thanksgiving, and we're having Thanksgiving here this year. I'm so excited about that. My parents are coming up. Um, then it's Christmas, and then it's my son's birthday. He is a New Year's baby. Um, and so it's just a lot of celebration, a lot of love, a lot of family time happening. And I really just want to... Uh, dedicate my time to that and be intentional about, you know, spending my time with my family and just enjoying that. And so with that being said, um, I'm also preparing for the next year. And so um, uh, during this time is really trying to figure out what the next thing is for Slaying Self-Doubt and the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast, Um, listening to God and just really getting my direction so that I don't continue to be out of order or, you know, just getting things in place so that I don't put myself first. You know, I really just use this time to do that. But in, so in the meantime, I don't want to just leave you all hanging and like, all right, I see y'all in two months. I want to leave you with something that you can carry into your new year. So the first part of me being able to do that is, um, we're going to rewind to uh, Instagram live series that I did back in March um, doing Women's History Month. Um, it was a women's wellness um a live uh, series. And so we talked about the importance of emotional wellness, health and wellness, physical health, 
marriage and relationship wellness and financial wellness. And five different women came and spoke to us about that. And I really want you to take that into the new year because we all know, you know, when you go into a new year, everybody, new year, new me, we go sign up for a gym membership. We go, you know, start taking care of ourselves. We say that it is important. And so I think that even though it is important, I think, remember these last couple of weeks we've been talking about the doing, I really want you to hear this before you go into this holiday season and allow it to just carry you through that so that you're able to continue to do, right? And so, you know, again, this the space that we I have created and that we have created together is supposed to be for you to be able to really just look at yourself and say, what can I do better? And so I want to leave you with these conversations over the next five weeks um, to really just think about how you can carry this into your new year. And then at the end, we do... Um, the top five of 2022. And I'm really excited about that. As of right now, I haven't gone to check, but I seem to be still in the runnings <laughs> of the top episodes of um, 2022. Uh, Previous years, I've had, you know, guest episodes be the number one episode. And so I'm excited that you guys be listening to me. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. Also, guys, I already told y'all at the end of this year, you know, we're going to hit 50,000 downloads. And so I need you to keep sharing with 10 people um, and just keep spreading the word about slaying self-doubt so we can hit that 50,000 downloads. Um, and you need to be watching me. On, you need to be following me on Instagram because when we hit that number, I am celebrating on there, okay? So I, I told you, I ain't coming back on here. This is the last time you're going to hear a live voice. I am recording this on October 29th. So when we hit $50,000, I want you to be a part of it, whether it is through um, Instagram or through the newsletter. Either way, I need you to get connected with me Um or through the Facebook group. I need you to be connected with me so you don't miss out because I'm not, you know, in constant communication with you all doing the podcast over the next two months. So um, with that being said, guys, I hope you have an amazing holiday. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. All of the all of the happies. I hope that you all um, have received something from me over this year. I hope that I have impacted you in some type of way. And I hope you come back in 2023 and see what it is that God has in store for slaying self-doubt. So until next year, see ya. Um, and so today we are talking about financial wellness and takeaway. Hey, listen, again, somebody clearly must need this word. <laughs> it's like, the and, last and I think it's me. Like the last couple of times I tried to do lives, like, it's been something real weird. Like the devil be busy, but be busy. Yes, here. Definitely, he be he be trying, but not today. <laughs> like, that's what I said. I was like, not today. You you not not today. Um, not today, Satan. You, you don't get this because this this was a God thing. This was an assignment, and if we I, I am obedient, and I'm going to do what I was supposed to do all the way to the end. Okay. So, Tiffany, introduce yourself to the people. All right, so y'all bear with me. I be, I be trying not to be too deep. But recently, I've been doing this thing where I am trying to not start with my titles and really just tell you about the essence of who I am. So I am Tiffany. I am a deep thinker. I'm a problem solver. I am an empathetic person. And I really do love change. I know a lot of people are resistant to change, but I actually embrace change. So in my life, I am a wife, mother of three. I am a mindset and money coach. And I use 
use all of those skills that I just talked about to really help women start their own financial wellness journeys. So I help them problem solve. I help them to change their beliefs and their mindset about money. So I use all those things that make up who I am in every area of my life. So yeah. I hope that was good. Like No, that was really good. But the, you know what's so, what is truthful and interesting about that is that you are absolutely right we leave with our titles like when whenever you go to something it's like hey, tell us a little bit about yourself people are like i'm a mom i'm a wife and that's why this is this conversation is so important is because yeah you are but first you're a woman right like mm-hmm. you are a woman first and all the things about you help you to be a mom help you to be a wife help you to be an employee help you to be an employee er help you you know <laughs> help you to do all the things that you are like we're not just those things and so that is, is what makes this conversation so important for people to be able to see how they show up and how we show up differently and and you know different situations so um bear with me because i don't know i can see i was gonna say i have my glasses on and so yeah it's just just, the glare was too much it was distracting me if i put my glasses on but i can read so you know (laughs) okay so tiffany we are talking about financial wellness we're talking about figuring out how to secure the bag be where the money resides all of those things and you know we've had a conversation before we got a podcast coming out y'all so y'all this is a plug for the podcast so i'm telling you when it's coming out which means you gotta listen to every single episode Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but we've talked about this before that like you know a lot of what we do whether if you're an entrepreneur whether you have a side hustle um when you're trying to invest a lot of it starts with your personal financial wellness right in your relationship Mm -hmm. with money and we know for us especially being in uh, the black community we always had the best relationship with money not everybody the the ones that do y'all you know for the most part we are there the exception to the rule right we're all learning now we're getting Mm -hmm. to a better place but i think this is such a important conversation because a lot of times people think just because they have money they have a good relationship with money and that ain't the same thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, the two it, don't it go together. Not, it does not go together. So what is financial wellness and why is it important? Yes. So even since the conversation that we have for the podcast, which is coming out soon. So again, make sure you um, stay soon so you can find it. Every episode. But, every episode. <laughs> but even even um, in, you know, since we had that conversation, even breaking down financial wellness a little bit more so that I can articulate what that means. And financial wellness just like any other type of wellness. And I love how you did this series, especially starting with emotional wellness, because they really all are, are all connected. Mm-hmm. But your financial wellness is really a process, right? Mm. It's a process. It's a journey. Your financial wellness is those series of intentional, uh, mindful, consistent steps that you take with your money to get you to a result. And Mm. so just like with your, you know, mental health, your uh, diet and your your physical health, you're going to the gym so that you can get healthy, so that you can get the result of losing weight, so that you can feel good about your body. You're you're going to eat differently so that you you can eternally feel well. Right. So it's a process. Right. So it's all of those consistent things that you're doing along the way. And so I don't like talking in riddles. So if I'm getting too vague, just send me some chats, um, something in the chat. And don't forget to ask questions, too. Oh, yeah. But um, put them them in the comments. Don't even use that box. I don't even know what that's up there. (laughs) 
<laughs> but your financial wellness, right? Those intentional, that journey, that process is really a prerequisite for financial stability, financial mm. independence, financial mm. uh, for building wealth. All of those things come before you get to the bag, right? So everybody talk about being where the money Ooh, resides. Listen. I need you to say that one more time. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Run, run it back, run it back. So your financial, I don't even remember what I said. That's a pre it's a prerequisite to financial stability, financial independence, financial wealth, uh, building wealth, right? All of those things, that's a prerequisite to that. And so everybody's talking about like where the money resides. And like a lot of people are visitors there. Like y'all are just drive by. <laughs> y'all just driving by. You, wow, you're not okay. building anything sustainable, <laughs> right? Because you were just looking to get a quick result and not necessarily committed to the process. And so, again, I love, you know, just relating that to your food and diets and things like that. Like if you're talking about like a keto diet or something, it's nice mm-hmm. to be gung ho about it in the beginning. And you might lose a couple pounds if you need to go to an event really quickly. But as a long term health uh, and wellness strategy, that doesn't necessarily yeah, work. It's not right. sustainable. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Your financial wellness is, a, is the same thing. And so if we want to break it down into specific things, it, it looks like budgeting, right? Mm. Your budget is a very consistent and intentional thing that you do with your money to get to the result of paying off debt, saving money, yeah. investing, doing all of the things. Your planning, your goals, and they, having goals and plans, that's a part of your financial wellness, right? So you have a direction for your money. Um, the mindset work that goes behind it. So again, like you were talking about in the Black community, you know, we, we, we weren't always taught about money in our homes. And even when we were, mm-hmm. we even still saw in, in media and in our lives, other people who have normalized struggle. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we unlearn all the things that we've seen in our lifetime so that we can get to um, that life of um, abundance that we want to get to. And so your spending habits and financial boundaries, all of yeah. those things that you need to do, those are all of that. That All of that is encompassed in financial wellness, which is, again, like those very specific, intentional, consistent actions to get you to the result. Yeah. No, I love that. That I thank you for breaking that down, right? Because when you think about it um, and you're, like you say, your financial wellness, like I say, people think, well, I got money in the bank, right? So no, I'm financially well. Like, I don't know about, you know, you, but I'm financially well. But like you said, if you can't budget your money to make sure that your bills are paid off so that you are in debt, if you don't plan for the, the you know, the, the trip you want to be able to have, you know, in five years to go to the Maldives, you know, just going to speak it into existence, right? <laughs> I'm going to put that out in the universe. Go ahead and put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Lord, if you hear me, that's, that is my prayer today, okay? I'm trying to be on the water somewhere in the bungalow. What? Hey. Anyway, okay. <laughs> but if you aren't, like you said, if you aren't doing the necessary steps to get to that ultimate goal, it's not going to happen. And I love your example of like, um, like your health, right? Because it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, in order to lose the the weight, you have to eat healthy and also movement and also re- sleep and also reduce stress. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. different things. It's not just about losing the weight, right? And so, when you break it down and say, like, these are the things that lead all of those things encompass financial wellness. It's, you're absolutely right. Like, it makes so much sense that, like, you have to be doing all of the things, right? Because the other part <laughs> is that we think, oh, I just save money, so I'm good, right? Or I invest money, and I'm good. But if you're not budgeting, you don't know where your money is going if you're not. And, and listen, the Lord says, make a plan. <laughs> right, see make the vision. Right, make, a plan. Vision make a plan. Make a plan. Right? 
you gotta write it down. And when you write it down and you know where your money is going every single every single month, there's freedom in that, right? Mm-hmm. And and that also means what 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 just came up for me, but it doesn't even matter what the total amount is. Right. People can have financial wellness and be free of debt and hey, making fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's making two hundred thousand dollars a year is broke is I don't know what. Because right? they're spending three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Exactly. They're <laughs> overspending, right? And so um yeah, that was really, really good. So how can everybody knows we just explain self doubt. How can self doubt affect your financial wellness? Yeah, so self doubt Um, shows up in your financial wellness in so many different areas, right? And when you think about, like we talked a little bit about the Black culture and the Black community, a lot of that stuff starts with our mindset. And so that stuff um, is ingrained in us subconsciously. And so it it starts to manifest itself as we become adults. And it looks like, you know, procrastinating with your finances, putting it off until the right time, right? Like I'm going to tell you make enough. Or until, right, exactly. Until I get more, I'm a, when I get more money, I'm a, I'm gonna start budgeting. But how you gonna get some more money if we don't even, or if you don't even know what to do with your money now, or what will you yeah. do with your money when you have more and you still haven't mastered your money management now, right? Mm. So procrastinating, perfectionism, right? So I'm not gonna budget because I know this month I'm gonna go over budget, so I don't even have to worry about that right now. Um, so it might be, you know, that feeling of being inadequate. Like, I don't know enough about money management. Mm. You know, a lot of um, people, and I just want to single out women, but a lot of women um, and people still feel like intimidated about money. It still brings up anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. and overwhelm because it wasn't a conversation and a skill that was normalized in our households. Again, because we've seen families on TV and and media struggling and they normalize that. We don't really know what it feels like to have successful uh, money management role models. Right. So, you know, it's that feeling of inadequacy where it's like, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to go ahead and avoid it altogether. Um, Yeah, I'm going to put a pin right there because I think that that is that right there is so important um because you're absolutely right i know so many people like we don't have those conversations i know me growing up we didn't have that conversation i know Mm -hmm. what i saw and then i'm i'm left to make my own assumptions right and then you become an adult and you realize oh either it don't work like what you thought you saw and work or like oh it's harder than you think right Mm -hmm. and so then you feel intimidated by it and then that's how people have sometimes your scarcity mindset uh, and you hear people say that all the time scarcity versus abundance right your scarcity mindset of like i gotta hold on to this so that it doesn't go anywhere it comes out of fear of of knowledge right like you we just mm-hmm. don't know and then when you don't know you be like no i this is mine i'm gonna just hold on to it and i'm gonna give <laughs> just, just take this little bit up out of here and, and that's it okay you're gonna take this little bit you're gonna get that and that is it and all i'm gonna spend is this and if i get any more you know it's so much like that is so true so much yeah. uncomfortableness uh, so much anxiety around it and so we have to normalize talking about money not just to our family and to our children, but to our parents, to our friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm at the age now where, you know, I'm I'm giving my parents advice, right? Like, I'm like, listen, y'all, this can't be doing this. How do you? Yep. Like, you know, stuff like that. But now you have to have a conversation. And at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm trying to teach my kids, hey, listen, you don't ever, ever want to go through what I went through. You don't mm-hmm. ever want to be in a place where you're living paycheck to paycheck. You don't ever want to be in a place where you don't know how you're going to pay your rent, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's not 
that's not, it doesn't feel good, right? right. And so um, I think that that lack of knowledge is so important. So I just wanted to say that. And then, okay, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Because like you said, like we really do have to normalize these conversations. And that's one of the reasons why I do group coaching is because mm. we have to take the stigma out of it. We have to take the taboo out about it. We have to get comfortable talking to other people about it um, so that we can normalize these types of conversations. But um, another way that self-doubt will show up is like that negative self-talk right like we heard people talk about you know girl i'm broke like why yeah. can't you do this i'm broke like let's speak life over to ourselves right and yeah. and even with the negative self-talk um it might look like you know not advocating for yourself if you need to get a raise or salary yeah. negotiations if you're saying you're pricing in your business and you're not confident in that right like because in the in, you've internalized this negative dialogue yeah. you're not going to be able to show up and be confident and you won't get to that abundance that you're asking for so you know those are the main ways that you know self-doubt can really show up in your um in your financial wellness no i yes you are absolutely right that negative self-talk and um talking yourself out of the blessings that you're supposed to get right talking yourself out of what it is that you could have because you think you don't deserve it or you think it's too much i don't want you know mm -hmm. i don't want to be greedy just, yeah just, <laughs> i want just give me this much and and uh like and so it sounds crazy now, but I'm like, I know that I've been there before, right? Like, I've mm -hmm. been there before where I didn't recognize or value my worth. So I was just like, oh, okay, like, if this is what they want, give me, what can I do? It ain't nothing I can mm -hmm. do. With it. This is a merit increase that they give me versus saying, hey, listen, I've been in here. I got more experience than her. This is what I did. Here's, right. my, here's, here's my credentials. And listen, every single time you call me to ask me to do something and you say, oh, ask Felicia, she know, ask Felicia, Run it back. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I, need, I need my money, right? But I think the other thing that you said about group coaching and having these joint conversations, right? I'm about to say something that, you know, we see wealthy people always together. Child. They talk about money. They they spend money. Sharing, right? sharing they knowledge, money, sharing they resources. Share they do all of that, right? Good people just... we. We just be like right here. I just want, I don't want nobody to know. It's the shame, right? right. It's the guilt. It's the embarrassment of like having to tell somebody like, uh, you know, I need help, right? Because I don't know. And then you don't want somebody else to judge you and feel some type of way. And I think that having having a safe space is what you're basically, what you're saying that you're creating for people to be able to say like, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I think that even if as a, you know, this is a long way down, but even as a society, like if we got to a place where we were willing to help other people, up, you know, like help other people up versus like just focusing on them. They already got money. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, right. And, and if their goals or someone's goals, right. And if that's what you're trying to achieve as abundance and money, then how do you, how do I get there? And then mm -hmm. you have the issue where people aren't willing to share their knowledge. And so they then then that adds additional self-doubt and additional things like, well, maybe I don't deserve all of those things. It's just it's so many things that and this is why you said mindset is such a big thing mm -hmm. because it will it will just play on your mind what you see, what you think you should have. Um, Laura says my eyes were open to how much they share and give when Yeah. Yeah. Like, because that, that, and that's like that's the true abundant lifestyle where they know that just because they're winning doesn't mean that the other person next to them can't win. That means that exactly. we're all going to win. Exactly. They use the same coaches, they have the same circles, same society, same groups, like all of the same stuff. And 
and they they're okay with sharing those types of resources but again because we have been um you know it's been normalized for us to keep this taboo and to keep it secret and that's house business right like mm-hmm. we'll talk about that you can't even talk about it with your auntie let alone yes. like a stranger like so it's been normalized for us to keep everything so so sacred and so so private that we really have to unlearn mm-hmm. that whole mindset. I think another thing that has kind of played into that too is like, you know, it's probably started right about in the 99 and the 2000 with like yeah. the, the whole like stunting and flexing yes. on people, right? Yes. And so like mm-hmm. that that whole movement um, doesn't really help either where it feels like people, hey, you know, called cash money record. Where people feel like, you know, they have to show off what they have and then they're not necessarily teaching you how to do it, too. So I think it's really important for us to unlearn all of that and not see each other as competition and really see each other as, you know, allies. And like you were just kind of mentioned about, you know, complaining about what rich people have and what, you know, that one percent, what they're doing with their money. How about you work towards getting in that one percent and then you can be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. And so if you are surrounded by a bunch of wealthy people, imagine the impact and influence that you can have on your life and in, in on the things that you care about. So I think it's like, you know, redirecting your focus to more things that you can control. Uh, and it starts by say, creating these spaces where we could talk and share resources and yeah. and really unlearn and relearn the things that we need to. Yeah. Um, Laura says, yes, they want winners around mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what they, that's what they're looking for. That's what they end up having. And then that allows them you like think about all this oh, just during this time and this is a side tangent but like we hear all this about you know um uh cryptocurrency and all these different things that nobody knows like that's not normal stuff and when you think about but we can we just start with balancing your checkbook and some of that starts even in schools right like my oldest son is um in eighth grade but his school in starting in sixth grade started teaching in financial literacy and so he was coming home like, I got what does a check look like? How do I do this? How do you know, like looking at what is what is interest? How much interest is how, mm-hmm. how much is the overdraft fee? And I'm like, Well, it used to be thirty two dollars. I don't know how much <laughs> <laughs> I don't live that life anymore. Right, so I don't know how much that, right. But I look at that I'm like, thirty eight dollars man if you overdraft. And so they're having to explain that because a lot of times some of the conversations aren't just like okay, get a good job and save your money. Some of the conversations mm-hmm. is that do not spend more money than you have. Like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, like don't overdo it. So as we're talking about that, what can an unhealthy relationship with money look like? Yeah, so um, I want to like kind of preface this by saying, we kind of mentioned the health wellness earlier. Like this kind of, it's going to be subjective, right? Because healthy okay. for you is different for each person. It's going to be a little bit different. So again, like the keto diet might work for somebody and work great, but like might not be right for you. So starting with understanding that a healthy relationship with money is going to be a very personal thing, but ultimately if you're a healthy relationship with money is something that is going to help you reach your long-term um, goals and your vision mm-hmm. for your life. Right? So if that's healthy, then unhealthy is anything that is self-sabotaging, which could be comparing. It's not having um, boundaries. It's overspending. I have notes, so don't mind me looking down. Um, It's having a defeatist attitude with your money. It's overindulging and i want to pause here for a second because i feel like you know especially in this like everybody's talking about the abundance i'm living my life of abundance but overdrafting your account like overspending overindulging is actually Mm -hmm. a 
scarcity trade. So, mm. um, so you know, overindulging with your money, um, it's not creating self financial boundaries and really giving more than you can afford to give to reach your goals and make sure that you're good in the process. And so, so I'm, I'm gonna pause you right there. So mm-hmm. when you say financial boundaries, what does that look like? So, you know, again, in a black community, you know, we always have like we talked about the strong friend, which which mm-hmm. I think that was the the first live. I think yeah, like, yeah. Up again. emotional emotional wellness. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The, the we're, we're talking about the strong friend. Um, there's financially we have the strong friend, right? We have it in our friend group. We might have that person in our family, and that person that you go to. If I need you know a hundred dollars real quick, if I go to a bar, I don't have yeah. to worry about if I have money because they're going to take care of me. That person mm. that is always overextending themselves financially, and so you have to really start creating boundaries with your money. You have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to hold other people accountable to their money mm. management. You can't continue to enable people with yeah. their finances, um, especially if you you are you know again self sabotaging in the process. I had a client that was you know helping her grown daughter do all of these things with her money, but she was at over six figures in debt. And yeah. I was like, you know, we have to create a boundary here, right? Like you're yeah. trying to save her and your ship is sinking. Yeah. So, we, you know, creating those financial boundaries, it's not saying that you can't bless other people, but it's really important to make sure that you're, again, you're not self-sabotaging in the, in the um, process because like we've always said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you, sure you got to save yourself before you can save anybody else. And if exactly. you take everything from you, what do you have to give? Like yes. you said, the same thing, pouring from an empty cup. When they come back, you're going to be like, I'm all out. I'm if they don't have none either, then they can't help you. So we're, it's, yes. a, it's a terrible cycle. Yeah. So that's really what, you know, when I think about an unhealthy relationship with money as any of those things that you're doing with your finances that is that is hindering you from making a, a larger impact is is hindering you from reaching your goals is stopping you from living out your vision. Um, and this is something that I've been, I've been I feel like I've been talking all day. I've been making videos. So y'all watch follow my page because these videos <laughs> are going to be dripping. Um, but, you know, I, what I love about this your page, Felicia, is that you're talking about women, helping women get to their God-given purpose. And I want us to understand that our finances have a purpose as well. Mm-hmm. And your finances are going to impact how you can show up for your purpose. We talked a little bit about financial stress. And when you have financial stress from not being able to pay your bills, from not from emergencies always happening and you don't have you don't have savings from, you know, the anxiety of having a lot of debt, when it clouds your mind and your judgment. Yeah. It, it, it stops you from showing up and doing the things that you really need to do. So even in that understanding that your money has a larger purpose and that clearing that financial stress and, and becoming financially well will actually help you show up into your purpose and, and vision even stronger I think is another thing that we need to you know kind of make sure that we are mindful of yeah no that is so good um, I wanted to um, go back to when we were talking about uh, what unhealthy uh, an unhealthy relationship could look like because two people actually commented uh, the underground queen said under overspending and never having enough Laura said talk about it overindulging is a scarcity trait and so that is I'm glad she put that there because I was like Please, Lord, don't let me forget. So thank you for allowing Lord <laughs> to put that message in there. Um, but um, yes, overindulging. And, and can you just talk about that a little bit of uh, how that can be a scarcity trait? Because people don't think about it like that, right? You think mm-hmm. it, it, there's some of it. Like, and this is, it, this is why the mindset part is so important. The thought process of it has to be the beginning part. Because if you understand 
what your relationship with money looks like and what it is, then the same way that Kiara said is thought, uh, what should you say? Thoughts, feelings, actions. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Thoughts, feelings, actions. Right. <laughs> so however you think is how you feel, and then it shows up that way. So in in learning that, in all of the things that we talked about over this month, the process is still the same. So let's talk about over overindulging and uh, you know, overdraft. Yes. <laughs> so listen, and I think that's kind of tied into what our next question was. But I, I want you to think about like retail therapy for a second and what retail mm. therapy really did for people. And retail therapy was a way for you to deal with your emotions and not the most productive way um, and with no real um, regard for the outcome or the consequences of that. Yeah. And a lot of times that that retail therapy ended in buyer's remorse. And so you would mm-hmm. feel bad and guilty and you would feel shame about it later. But in the moment, you know, you were feeling some sort of way. So then you yeah. acted upon it. So overindulging, you know, whether that is shopping, um, you know, I used to overindulge when it came to my kids. I could not say no to my kids for nothing. And mm-hmm. so whatever they said, they wanted something because I had the money in the bank to get it, I would just go ahead and get them whatever they wanted because I didn't have that luxury when I was a kid, right? Like I got what I needed, but not always what I wanted. So um, overindulging could look like that. Overindulging could be, you know, opening up that bar tab at the bar and just, you know, throwing a couple rounds of drinks on you, right? And then you come back and be like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, but it's anything where, you know, you're taking it to the extreme. I am totally for, I'm a, I'm a mindset that doesn't, that I don't teach, um, sacrifice and depravity. I want you to be able to prioritize the things that are important to you, but it's really important to make sure that you find that harmony so that when you're shopping, when you're treating yourself, when you're going out, when you're traveling and you're doing all of these things, it's not hindering you from getting to the long-term goal. And that's really yeah. where the difference comes in. And how is a scarcity trait is because a scarcity mindset feels like there's never enough. There's not mm. enough time. There's not enough money. And so we have to do everything now. And yeah, so it yeah. help, that's when you start to feel like, okay, you know, I'm getting paid in two weeks. So I might as well just go ahead and spend it all now. Right. Like Girl, I got on. more money. You know, my taxes are coming back. I'm going to get some more money. So it's so Girl, no, okay, because we right here in tax season. All right, we didn't already spend the money. Let's just okay. That's the truth. It's shame the devil. Okay, you have already spent the money. It ain't even clear in your account, but you've already bought it because you know what's coming. Yes, you already calculated. All right, I'm about to buy this, 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 this with this tax money, right? Yes. So, um, it's, it, but if it's if it's it becomes a problem again when it's hindering you from getting to your long term goals. Yeah. No, that is so good. I think that um, this is, see, the the one thing that I love about having conversations with y'all is that um, we're talk, this is like real stuff, right? We're talking about real stuff that, that real people go through. There are times where I have watched certain things and I'll be like, bro, this is too high level. Like, this is not, <laughs> these are not my problems. I do not know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, those yeah, are next so level I, problems. I, I'm I not there. Right, yet. yeah. I couldn't buy the Bentley. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. Hyundaiing over here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that is not real. But this right here is these conversations is how we make change, right? This is mm-hmm. how we change the future. This is how we change things with our kids when we show them differently. When you're not already spending your tax money, when if you do have to spend your tax money, it's not on, uh, it's on the things that are a priority, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I've had that season where I've been like, you know, oh my tax money back, I need to get. 
um, some shoes. I need to get this purse I wanted. I needed to get, um, you know, whatever the, the store was. Because, you know, we was actually going to the mall back there. Um, we wasn't a whole lot. Oh, I'm not shopping. But then I'd be like a couple of weeks later, like, dang, I was supposed to get my transmission fixed. Now, how? <laughs> now you got the money. Like, you, I was supposed you, to pay this credit card off. My bad. I forgot. I forgot. I would, but we don't even think about the priority mm-hmm. of saying stuff. And then right. when you say that, when I got to the point where I was able to say, I'm taking this money and I am, um, I'm paying off my car note. And mm-hmm. I remember the first car I had, I walked into that place and I paid them they last. $570.82 and I was like, give me the title to my car. Because yes. once it hit, I was like, this is what matters. Like, I can mm-hmm. get that other stuff later and it doesn't, but I need my car and I want to own it and I don't want to have to keep paying interest and, and really I pay double the price in this car anyway. That, you know, five conversations <laughs> with. But just like those, having these real conversations because when you don't, when you can't relate to it, it it just don't make sense and it go over your head. So, mm-hmm. you know, thanks for using real life examples. So, <laughs> how does our emotional wellness play a part in our finances? Yeah, so I think we kind of touched through on that throughout yeah. this whole thing. And again, I re- I really appreciate the fact that you brought Kiara in first to talk about the emotional wellness. And so, Jesus, um, Jesus told me what order to go in. Okay, yeah. because, listen. <laughs> Right. So um, I am like Felicia said, I'm a mindset and money coach. Right. So I am a certified CBT mindset coach. And so when you understand CBT, you know, your emotions are first, or your thoughts are first. Right. So what you think. So we think about like, you know, your money beliefs and all of those things that we've learned, all of those thoughts turn into emotions. And then those emotions lead us to some sort of action. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really important to make sure that you have that mindset piece down, because if you are feeling some sort of way about money, if your thoughts aren't right, then, you know, how you interpret situations will impact your emotions. And then that's Mm -hmm. when things get crazy. Right. So. Um, it's really important to make sure that, you know, you have really under, an understanding of your mindset. Um, take the time to bring awareness to your thoughts. Um, I, again, I just mentioned earlier about even in like your pricing and your business um, and your salary negotiations. It, it shows up in so many different areas, mm. how you spend your money. It shows up everywhere. So it's super, super important to be mindful and to just bring that to your awareness because so many things we're doing sub, um, subconsciously and we have to bring it to the forefront of our minds in order for us to create the change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if y'all have any questions, please put them in the comments. Um, for uh, Tiffany so she can answer anything and, and listen because we keep it all the way 100 whatever it is you know we're going to go ahead and drop it yeah let's talk about it let's talk about it so um in talking about this like what are some practical tips that people can do to really improve their financial wellness because I believe that as we have been having these conversations one of the biggest things is like you got to have a takeaway right like mm-hmm. it's great to keep talking about this stuff it's great to be have the information but then the last part always has to be action like okay now we know let's put this into action and let's figure out what's some simple stuff that we can do to get to the to reach our goals yeah so um i want to leave you with my framework for 
improving your financial wellness, right? So it's called the growth framework. And so it starts with G. So first we need a goal. We need a plan. We need a vision. We need to make sure that we, um, so, yep, sorry, just to sidebar. So when I say CBT, do I mean, yep, cognitive behavior therapy. So, yep, so I am not a therapist, but I have been trained in CBT techniques so that I can help my clients identify um, their thoughts and behaviors so they can change their actions with money. Um, yes, so let's go. Come on now. Um, I'm like, I'm going to put a pin in that one because I want to go off on that one, but <laughs> I'm going to go back to the framework for now. So um, the G is for goal plan. We have to have a vision, right? We said like make a vision, create a vision and make it plain. Like yeah. create your vision. We have to have some sort of direction for our money. So, you know, a lot of people really struggle with what it is that they want. We have to mm -hmm. get super clear and specific about what we want. So we can't just make these blanket statements about, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want more money. Mm, oh, I can't like, just say I want to go to the Maldives. Like that can't be that's, it. That's pretty specific. That's oh, okay, pretty. Okay, okay. That's, like if you just said I want to travel more, mm, too vague, right? Like okay, I'm going to the Maldives, right? Yeah. So we have to get we have to get very specific about what it is that we're asking for. We want, you know, again, we want a healthy relationship with money so that we can create boundaries. We want to be able to, you know, send our kids to college. That's specific. We yeah. want to be able to have um, our retirements paid for. So that's very specific. We have a direction and a vision for our lives. And one other thing that I feel like people forget when they're talking about like money management is like the giving piece. And you touched mm. on this really briefly. It was like, if you have that scarcity mindset, you're like, mm, I don't want to give you too much. Yeah. But, you know, giving is a really important part of building our wealth and all of those sorts of things. So making sure that you're even incorporating that part into your vision and your mm -hmm. long term plans. So that's the G. So first we need to create that vision. We need to have a goal. Then you need to um, recognize. So that's so we, we have a vision. Now we need to sit down and really take a look at what where are we right now? What is our current mindset? What um, limiting thoughts and beliefs do we have about mm -hmm. money? And then what do we need to do to start changing those? So, again, that starts with just bringing the awareness to it. But just keeping a journal um, about like, you know, if you felt like if you did retail therapy, right? Like, so what were you feeling so that you can recognize mm. those triggers so that you don't repeat that cycle, right? So um, bringing awareness to your mindset, but then also bringing awareness to your finances. Let's take a look. So many people are afraid to pull back the curtain and see what is going on. I promise nothing will bite you back there. It might be a little scary at first, but now that you know what your goal is, when you see it, you're like, okay, this is the dragon I have to slay. Yeah. And so it makes it a little bit easier. So um, this, the R is for recognize. So recognize your mindset and recognize your um, financial situation. And then you can create your outline. So we know where we want to go. We know where we are right now. Now let's make the plan. Let's make the path. So what's the yeah. very first thing that you need to do? So probably creating a budget so that mm -hmm. you can tell your money where to go instead of wondering where your money went so that you can be proactive and intentional with it. Um, and then, you know, another thing that you might need to do is, you know, going through your finances. Is there anything that you can cut from your uh -oh. um, your expenses, right? Like the subscriptions, child, with this pandemic, we're killing listen, it. Listen, listen. <laughs> and then when they open back up and you didn't realize how much you missed Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, I'm, I'm, I'm Target. Target. <laughs> I ain't Target. looking at nobody, but I'm just going to say Target. <laughs> Amazon. Shein, right. Amazon. 2020 Amazon. Amazon. Like I saw how many transactions I had from Amazon in 2020. I was like, girl, 
like we got we got to do better right but even in like like you know just understanding without judgment um what yeah. you need to do differently and like how you can again lower your expenses so that you can make the most out of your money which is super important right now yeah. because inf the inflation rate is higher than it's ever been we feel it every time we go to the gas station every time we go to the grocery store anytime mm -hmm. we breathe we feel this inflation rate yeah so it's super important to be mindful with your money so finding ways that you can cut and then the other thing that i like to encourage people to do all at all points of your life no matter how much money you have is try to get more money so mm. uh, you need to you know figure out ways to create multiple streams of income to you know increase your your um, salary at your full-time job learn to advocate for yourself just so that you can get more money so that you yep. can do more yeah. so that's the outline right so like we're creating the plan on how to get from where we want to be to where we are now and then the last one is w which is work <laughs> and so you know it's so easy for us to make a plan like yes girl i'm gonna be in the maldives in five years I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna be a millionaire i'm gonna have i'm gonna be working on this right like yeah. we can make the plan but actually doing the work to get there is a whole nother thing so it's really important to make sure that once you created that outline that you are actually working your plan um, anticipating any obstacles that might come up and, and learning how you plan on dealing with those obstacles because life is going to continue to happen. And yeah. I promise you that once you start to try to get your money right, anything that can go wrong will probably go wrong, right? Murphy so <laughs> it's really important to make sure that you're anticipating that obstacles will come and then work your plan so that you can overcome those and keep going. So again, yeah. financial wellness is a journey. So we have to make sure that we are in it for the long haul. We're not just trying to get some quick results and some quick wins um, and that we're ready to make that whole lifestyle change. Yeah, no, those were that is so good. So one of the things that as you were talking, um, when you talked about the you know, recognizing, right? Um, and so these are just some things that I, over the years that I have picked up of being able to, there are so many especially now y'all we are in 2022 mm -hmm. it, you do not have to go directly to your bank statement and online and look through it first of all it'd be a lot like it's just <laughs> it's just a lot um secondly there's easier ways there's so many apps out here where you can link your bank accounts to it and it will it will break it down for you so you can see how much money you're spending on groceries how mm -hmm. much money you're spending on utilities how much money you spending on uh whatever your luxury items are your wants right though those things and so that you're able to really see and and you know of course i was looking around about all this other stuff but when you really look at that and you're really saying where your money is going like when i was working my full time i spent so much money on like fast food like yeah. stopping to get coffee stopping to get lunch stopping to get something like little small things and that's that's six dollars add up every mm -hmm. day multiple times a day like it just does mm -hmm. but when you are like you said when you do not have a plan where you're not budgeting for certain things but you do not have a goal in mind you just like it's in the bank i got it it's right. in the bank i got it but when my mind my mind shifted when i knew when the lord said it's time to go you know i've said this plenty of times my, my husband is the money man and he was like uh you ain't going with this being like this. Like you can't keep <laughs> you can't keep going to stop twice a day. That's not gonna work. And so I had to change my money habits. So to your point, the work, right? Right. I had to work at it. and it was hard in the yep. beginning, like, so you mean tell me I gotta make my own coffee? <laughs> I gotta bring my lunch. <laughs> I can't even get Popeye's in my life. Like and, and then it was like, Okay, well you can 
but do it on a certain day. It don't right. have to be five days out the week, right. right? So you're not saying that you have to sacrifice, is what you said earlier. Like, enjoy. Yes, we want you to indulge. We want you to enjoy yourself and have a good time at the same. But when you have a larger goal in mind, my larger goal was I got to go home. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be a one-income household. And I can't spend like this when we only have one income. And so I had to change my habits before the shift actually came, you know? And so when you said that, like it, those things is is really key. So being able to find those apps that do that is very, very helpful so that you're able to see exactly where your money is going. And then, um, getting as much information just like these lives getting these up with this live and uh following tiffany so you can get information from her like just like anything else when you have to learn something new get as much information as you can about it there's so many financial podcasts i know that when i was trying to get myself together i listened to dave ramsey every single day um and the purpose of that is just getting the knowledge. Now, nobody's saying you have to use everybody's way of thinking. Yeah. But when you start listening to different things, specifically on a topic, you start showing up different, right? And um, I was having a conversation with my husband earlier, and I was like, people don't realize whatever you are just like food, consuming, consuming it got to come out, right? right? So if you're consuming just you know, overindulging and you're seeing people just, you know, and, and I don't have anything against people who are like, let's normalize luxury. I Yeah, let, mm-hmm. let us normalize luxury. You deserve, but maybe not every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe not at the expense of your, your bigger goal that right. you have. Um, and so when you feel like, oh, I, I, I deserve, I deserve when that thing happens, because something's going to always happen. And then you'd be like, that, you know, like you said, you feel bad later saying like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. I should have, mm-hmm. I want to be better. And so when you take the action and you do the work and you get the knowledge, like then, 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 then we, we move in some way. We're going yeah. in a forward direction. So I love that. And I love the, the acronym grow. I love how you really have to break it down. And I think that it's so important for stuff like, you know, like, these conversations and for this like in, when you're talking about like to break it down like that because it seems so unattainable sometimes mm-hmm. because when you think about trying to get you know I, you know sometimes when you think about when people say you know i want to uh pay off my house right you'd be like you know how much my house costs <laughs> <laughs> right did you do the math right yeah like no and, and when people tell you no you can you can yeah. do it you'd be like i can't I can't, I, it just, the math don't be mathing. So right. you'd be like, nah, I'm going to just stay where I'm at versus getting the information that you need to be able to say, well, if that is the goal is to pay off your house, how do you need to do that? Right. What do you need to do? What do you need to stop? Do you need to add more money? Do you need to refinance? Mm-hmm. Like it's so many things that come into it with every, it's all possible. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to do the work, which is why I love that the last thing is work because work. we talk a good game. Yep. <laughs> Listen, I mean, when the rubber meet the road, you'd be like, so what you going to do? Yes. And so, you know, I even love that you shared your story because our stories are very similar. You know, I was transitioning to become a stay at home mom, too. And I wasn't contributing to our income anymore, but I could contribute to the money that was going out of the house. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, it was really important to make sure that, you know, the mindset was ready. 
to live this, you know, this different lifestyle. But the vision, I could see it so clearly that, you know, whatever I had to do in that time period, the work that I had to do was worth it. Right. Because I yeah. understood that there was an end goal in mind. Um, but as far as like, you know, starting your financial journey, yes, absolutely. Consume everything that you need to consume. Not everybody needs a financial coach. If you mm-hmm. are a person who is action oriented and you can hold yourself accountable to actually get things done, if you can stick with something long enough to see results, then there are plenty of free resources out there. There's a lot of great books that you can read. And I have faith that, you know, so many people can do it. But, you know, just like physical wellness if you are the person like i'm gonna go to the gym and then like you go and like walk on the treadmill for like five minutes and you ain't really do nothing and you need a trainer right <laughs> you need a little bit you need a little bit more right, right. Like, you need some hands on some hands on somebody <laughs> you need something so. a little bit 25 more. more minutes 25 more minutes <laughs> <laughs> if you need a little bit more support and assistance on your journey if you find yourself like you know starting and stopping your financial journey and you you know try to talk about mindset and um another video that's coming out about how affirmations just aren't enough for you to switch your Mm. mindset, right? Like you Mm -hmm. tried the affirmations and that was cool, but it's not helping you um, create that lasting change. Then, you know, then it might be time to consider financial coaching, right? But there's so many people who can use just the free free and um, available resources that are out there uh, without using a coach. But it's really important to make sure that you're consuming that sort of information so that you can get to those results. And I always try to make sure that, you know, when you're starting something new, if you, if you overcomplicate it, Uh If you, you know, if you make it clunky, so if you're trying to print out bank statements and looking at your money and trying to figure out where it's going and adding stuff up on it's going to overwhelm you even more. You're going to quit. We're trying to make this a sustainable lifestyle change. So you need to make it as simple and easy as possible. So there's a couple apps that I love. Mint is one of my go tos. I love it. Yeah. And they recently changed their interface. So it's a lot more user friendly, but that's a Uh free resource that you can use. It links to your bank account. It'll show you where your money is going. You could plan and budget in that app. So it's really easy for you to get started on, you know, tracking and monitoring your spending. So make it as easy as possible, especially in the beginning. Let's let's standardize before we try to optimize. Right. But let's, yes. let's, let's get that baseline first before we try to make it all fancy. No, yeah, absolutely. And I, as you were talking, I thought about the other thing that you said about um, creating multiple uh, sources of income. Right. And I think that a lot of times just historically how how we have been especially in our community it's like you got to do this one job and that is it and then until you retire and again we are in 2022 and there's so many things that you can do from home right like literally i was having a conversation with the client the other day and i she said something and i was like oh you know what i saw this thing i was like you could do voice acting and it was just like just like literally like you don't like who knew that that Mm -hmm. was uh, even a thing and so you know when you read it well you, you gotta do your own research but that's like freelance work right like you could be a virtual assistant you could be a social media manager that if this you could take certain things that you don't mind doing that you be somebody will pay you for it trust yeah. you me right mm-hmm. there's just so many different ways that you can make money now that it, and, and it does not require you to leave your house um and so i would just a don't limit yourself right yeah. like don't that's the, that still is in that mindset of saying like what else can I do? What else can I do? And not just think about, um, not thinking about, you know, where, where can I work, but how can I make more money? Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's a different question. You have to capture in a different way (laughs) 
how can I make more money? You be like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. But when you think about work, immediately, I don't know about you, but I think about getting dressed and sitting at a cubicle. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like that's what you think. You think work, right? Yeah. Like, making money, you think, oh, I could do this. I could, you know, and once you, and, and also, when we talk about all of these things in, in this entire series of women's wellness and, you know, talking to and uh, working with the uh, therapists or coaches, trainers, all of those things, it's a it's temporary. It's for a temporary mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Right. Once you get the information, then you it's not lifelong. And I think sometimes, you know, we have to free ourselves of thinking like, oh, if I start down this road, it's going to be forever. No, if you really want it, it's a temporary season to be able to get you to the, the larger goal. And once you have the habit and once you know what to do, you don't need you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Like you you don't. Yeah. Um, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, I really as a financial coach, like my relationship with clients is temporary, like you said. Like it's not going to be an ongoing thing. And that's one of the reasons why I set this framework up the way I did was because I want you to be able to repeat this process. I mm-hmm. want you so as you get to your next level in your life and you know, you've reached your vision, right? Like so you bought the house, you fixed your credit, you got the money in the bank, you're doing all of the things. Now you can see a new level. So once yeah. you see that new level, let's start this process all over again. Like how can mm-hmm. I continue to grow? So it's really important to you know understand like what like you said like once you learn the skill set once you learn the framework you have the habits you have the mindset shift now you're able to sustain it and create a lifestyle around it yes 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 i love that i love this this was so oh man it was so good you know like (laughs) like you said like people feel uncomfortable about talking about money for so many different reasons right one because we don't talk about it so you feel uncomfortable talking about it um but i think that this is such an important i know it was an important conversation for the simple fact that we all have goals no Mm -hmm. matter what no matter how big or how small even if your goal is to buy your first car even if your goal is to get out of um debt even if your goal is to pay off your student loans right like right there we had to save a certain amount of money you know what i mean like these are all goals that you can just use that you can have and you can do that and like you said rinse and repeat do it again you set the goal then you do set another goal and then you just keep going and then that's how you continue to build because the ultimate goal and i think you said it in another uh um live you were in with with tana you said we, we we need generational health and wealth, yes. right? Because it goes beyond <laughs> us, right? If right. we fix this now, imagine what you could teach your kids and your te- your kids teach your grandkids, right? Like, and I saw this post today that said, um, just because you're willing to, uh, you may be, yeah, I'm paraphrasing because now I can't even remember what it said, but it basically was like, you may have been made to break generational curses that doesn't mean that the people who bought them to you, you know, pass them on are going to help you. So sometimes we have to do our own work for the for the the generations ahead of us, right? Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, they did it this way, so now I have to do it this way. Like you just continue to do what you need to do so that your your kids, 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 kids can be able to learn from what it is, what what you've done, and that's in your health. And in your wealth, okay? So yeah. We can, we can have so listen, you got me started. So I can't, I can't, I can't. I got <laughs> I got to tap in on that one Uh, because generational wealth, right? Like legacy is in my name, right? So it's all about the ultimate goal is for us to be able to create a legacy. And we really can't do that if we don't have a good relationship with money. Our children are watching us. And so it doesn't matter what we say. 
They're watching mm-hmm. what we do. So if mm-hmm. we don't have good money management skills, if we don't, if we're not financially well, then they will pick up on that, whether we want yeah. them to or not. And then that cycle will continue. On the mm-hmm. other side of that, you know, if you're healing your money journey, but you're not telling your kids what you're doing along the way, and you're building this great empire, and you just hand them this legacy without yes. any sort of context, with any sort of like empowerment or appreciation or understanding about how to manage what you've given them then what do you think they're going to do with it, right? Mm. So it's really important to make sure that we're as we're having this conversation about wealth, that we are showing up as the role models and the people in our family, that generational curse that changes the money story in our family, yeah. but then also empowering our children to, um, to really step up and change their money story as well. Yeah, I love that. No, that is so, you're absolutely right. Like you can't, a lot of times we think to fix stuff in, in isolation or fix stuff in, in, in secrecy. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop that. We have to be able to share, like, whatever it is, no matter how hard it is. Because just like you said, your kids know. Whether you say it, and my kids know what I'm saying. My kids mm-hmm. know what I'm upset. I don't even have to say a word. They can feel my energy, yes. right? And so if something is old, like, the other part is that kids are really, really smart. <laughs> and a lot of these kids be knowing a whole lot because sometimes my kids will come say I'm like how you know that and then I'll be like you know what that makes a whole lot of sense right and they be like see mommy YouTube does teach you stuff and I'll be right. like okay you know but the important part about it so that they grow up we always say we want our kids to have a better experience than we did we want them to have what we didn't then that means we have to pass on information that we didn't get right that's, right. the, that's the only way that their life is different in the long run because otherwise they're going to be saying the same thing we saying yeah. well, I didn't learn about it I didn't know mm-hmm. uh, and, and and then you know and say nothing so don't be selfish don't yeah. be selfish Listen, with my, my kids they probably see I mean I want them to see the full experience of, a, of an adult right like so they see yes. me and my husband my, my son calls it squabbling they see me and my husband squabbling so that we, <laughs> they can see what healthy um, conflict resolution looks yes. like they see me mm-hmm. journaling so and doing my yoga and exercising so that they can see mm-hmm. me movement so they can see me with my um practicing my mental health they see me when i'm getting on my call with my therapist i'm like okay close the door i stop for yes, my therapy right therapy. <laughs> they see me and my husband budgeting they see us yeah. doing all of these things so it's really important for again like we talked about like you know not having that that knowledge being passed around and normalized in our house mm-hmm. and it really starts with us showing them first yeah um and then you know with my kids i I give my kids an allowance and they get money for chores so they can practice money management at a young mm-hmm. age and really start to, you know, um, get familiar with their own journeys. So it's, it's all of those things are really helpful to create a wealth and building that le- long lasting legacy. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I am so glad that we had this conversation. I'm glad that you ended out this series. Okay. Y'all we we've done five, five, I'm going to say episodes. Five lives (laughs) in this series about women's wellness, the importance of women's wellness. We've talked about emotional wellness. We've talked about health and wellness, physical wellness, marriage and relationship wellness, and financial wellness. Like, this is it. Get connected to each and every one of these women that um, was on this live because they have a wealth of knowledge and they just shared it with y'all here, right? So that means they will share it with you if you get to connect with them. So make sure you are following me, following Tiffany. Um, get Make sure that you are having, you know, like if you need help and if you need assistance in certain areas, find the people who who, who specialize in the, the topic that you want to learn more about. Like you just, you, you get the information and then, and then, 
you know, we, so we can all be well and we can all be having million dollar conversations too, hey. okay? In the Maldives. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining me. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.